0: I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. It might
1: happen. The monkeys might fly my butt. I don't
0: think so. I don't see it happening.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of I Have a Great Idea, but I'll Never Do It. It's me, John.
0: And me, Louise. Oh, yeah.
1: Louise, drive time voice. (laughs) Were you practicing that that this entire time? um,
0: I wasn't practicing. That was actually a weird shout out to a friend of mine, David. Um, Uh If you're listening, and you should be, because it's still within the first five minutes. (laughs) 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 Um, We always make fun of him because he has um, a really, really sweet voiceover voice. And he's always like, this is David.
1: Oh, my God. So it's has got drive my, time voice.
0: That was my drive time.
1: For you. <laughs> Love
0: you. Love you. <laughs>
1: um, so, hey, Louise. How's it going?
0: It's going. Louise's I'm in Zoom. New York City.
1: That's right. And uh, through the, the miracles of the internet and technology, we are able to do this without it sounding like complete crap, we hope. Um so yeah we're uh, we're on Skype right now and Louise just took a drink out of the most like Louise-y cup I've ever seen in my life.
0: It's <laughs> got gold these sparkly polka
1: dots. yeah these sparkly little dots on it.
0: <laughs> that was a present to myself when I was having a tough day.
1: <laughs> um oh I should so I was uh I was texting with my brother Scott and I told him that you told me that you had run into him on the street recently and I uh, by the way, he called us the perfect podcast duo, so that's pretty all right, nice. All
0: right, all right
1: <laughs> um, what did he say about running into you? I'm trying to find it right now uh,
0: uh I was legit running or, too by the way I was oh,
1: of course. He said something about you just appearing out of nowhere like the pixie that you are and then just mm-hmm. kind of disappearing into the nothingness.
0: That's exactly so. what happened. I was like running, running down the street going from one thing to another and mm-hmm. he was sitting on the steps of a church and I was like, oh, Scott, hold on. What? Could you not hear that? No, what? What? Oh, okay. So recording on Skype with you, being interrupted by a FaceTime call. So oh, all that I could hear as loud as my cans would give it to me. Ba-da-bum, bum, 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 bum. Oh, no. Ba-da-bum, bum, 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 bump whatever. Um, okay. So, yeah, I appeared out of thin air and was like, Scott! And we, I was like, hey, brother. And he was like, hey, sister, how's your day? And I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> I,
1: <was> <laughs> <gone>.
0: <laughs> I like couldn't even have a full conversation. A but I wanted to like stop run. and say, hey. Of course. And not just in my head be like, oh yeah, there's Scott. Bye. <laughs>
1: um, so how's, how's it been going? What have you been up to?
0: I have been riding an b- indoor cycle bike Mm -hmm. Uh, for about four to five hours every day. Ugly. Ugly. My body is falling apart in front of me, but my heart is really swelling and open and growing three sizes that day. Um, Grinch style. Grinch style, (laughs) yo. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that kind of is actually weirdly a perfect segue into one of my really great ideas.
1: Really? Is it
0: now? You know, this was not planned, and we talked about having this happen, and yes, it is. And I'll tell you why. Go Riding on on a bicycle that much means a million times the amount of laundry that I would normally have. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I thought, God damn it, there's got to be a better way. And I was thinking as I was falling asleep, why... Isn't there a way to do your laundry in the same way that you could wash contacts? And what I mean is, there's these little floaty cages that you put your contacts in sometimes. Not every time, sometimes. Uh And then you put a little, like, Alka-Seltzer-type tablet in the bottom. Okay. And your contacts sit in said like cages, and then the elka seltzer fizzle, 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 fizzle inside your contact case to disinfect them. Instead of them just floating in saline, Mm -hmm. they're like being actually cleaned. Right. And I thought this would be perfect for undies. (laughs) This would be perfect for like spin tights that are like sweaty and gross. Because look, I'm a girl that wears her jeans until it's painfully obvious that I can't Wear them another time without washing them.
1: Right, of course.
0: Before washing them. But you, like, can't do that with workout clothes. That's not a thing that anyone should do. Mm -hmm. You should wear them and then wash them. That's it. Yeah. So my great idea is let's get some Alka-Seltzer disinfecting cleaning tablets, put your, like, sweaty, nasty, smelly... Mm-hmm. work out clothes in a bucket or in the kitchen sink or bathroom sink or whatever, Elka seltzer fizzle, disinfect that all night long, wake up in the morning, wring it out, hang it up.
1: That's a Clean. great idea.
0: Instead of having to just... My, my current method has been wear the clothes, either put them in a sweat bag when mm-hmm. I'm done wearing them, put that sweat bag in my gym bag Mm -hmm. until I come home at night, put said sweat bag, here's the kicker, in the freezer. (laughs) Okay. So that I can somehow kill all of the bacteria and stuff that makes the sweat so stinky. And then when I'm ready to pay somebody to do my laundry, pull the sweat bags out of the freezer Rip them open, put the frozen clothes inside of a laundry bag, and bring it down to the guys at the laundry wash them fold. Who
1: told you to do all of this? That's the craziest, like, list of things that you should do in order to clean clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like freezing it really kills. Well, I guess it prevents it from smelling. Yeah. Because you're probably you- just like f- you're probably just like freezing them, preserving them. And then when it dissolves, it just probably unlocks them. Or does it actually kill them?
0: I think it probably kills them. Look, I'm not a scientist.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I just thought I can't boil my clothes. Yeah. And I certainly can't wash that many clothes living in New York City without a washer and dryer. Mm -hmm. I certainly don't want to hand wash them in the sink with like woolite or detergent or baking soda or whatever every single day. Mm -hmm. So if I put it in the freezer, I don't have to look at it or smell it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that's fun. But I was just
0: thinking, why has nobody done this yet?
1: That's a really good idea. Um, Or maybe there is, I mean, I think that you've also just unlocked an entire world of, of possibilities for things that you could potentially put in your freezer. So maybe there's a way (laughs) to clean clothes by putting them in like a bag with, maybe it's something that's kind of like a dryer sheet, something like that, that when you freeze it, you know, interacts somehow and, you know, kills the bacteria. It doesn't, you know, it's not going to make it the cleanest thing in the world, but it will make it fresh enough for you to, you know for somebody like you who you know fitness is your job you know you always have to be doing this kind of stuff maybe there's right. a way to just make it good enough for the next round of classes
0: i mean that's a slippery slope i yeah well, i mean i don't know how how often you get absolutely 100% drenched like jumped in a swimming pool of sweat
1: literally never <laughs> <laughs>
0: you there you can't put those clothes back on.
1: Oh, no 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 no. I'm not talking about putting them on. Like I'm, the way that you're talking about some sort of like denture cleaner tablet yeah. filled with water, like may, maybe similar to that, there's something that interacts with, you know, the cold temperature that unlocks I don't know, some sort of cleaning agent. You know, that so that it could go just pop it in the freezer, you pop it out, you hang it up, and before you know it, it's it's fresh. I'm not saying I'm not saying like it's as good as doing a thorough laundry machine, you know, type of situation, but just uh you know pop it in there and it's good to go.
0: I feel maybe like, like
1: five hours later.
0: Yeah, like students at MIT, I'm looking at you guys.
1: Yeah, students at MIT.
0: I mean, if you get can make on this. ketchup bottles slippery on the inside so that you don't have to bang on the ketchup bottle. You heard about that, right?
1: No. Is this a real well, thing?
0: Yeah, this is absolutely 100% real. Kids at MIT developed a certain kind of plastic that the ketchup would just like slide down it so that Oh my god. When you go to get it out, it just goes out. Oh yeah. Technology at its best. Ketchup I bottles. I love it. Yeah, well, so...
1: I feel like the going on the subject of ketchup bottles... Okay, here's an idea for ketchup bottles. So I think that the problem with the ketchup not coming out of the bottle fast enough is kind of like a suction thing. Because there's no hole on the other side to let air pass through and, and mm-hmm. let it flow so what if there was just a a hole that was maybe on the bottom like if it was you know a type of bottle that kind of had an indentation along the bottom and a little hole that has a like a spring-loaded button so that you can press that and like it releases it like lets enough air come in so that it can flow through Because who knows what kind of chemicals are in this slippy stuff?
0: I—that's an—I mean. (laughs)
1: Like
0: I'm speechless.
1: It's kind of like shotgunning a beer. (laughs) You just need that extra, that extra hole to kind of let it just go whoosh. Yeah. But maybe you don't want that with ketchup. I I feel like we've, I feel like we've come a long way in the past few decades in, like, ketchup bottle technology, and, like, nobody's cracked it yet fully. We're, like, we're not satisfied.
0: You can never, that's the human condition. (laughs) You're never satisfied. It's like,
1: uh, that's good, Smitty, but it's not good enough. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put it out, but we gotta keep on perfecting it. The ketchup bottle. Um, Okay, so... Laundry, yes. There's gotta be a better way.
0: There must There's be. be.
1: We Other use so much water, we buy board. these gigantic machines. Yeah. There has to be some sort of like super futuristic way to do it. And the the students at MIT know what's up.
0: I think they should get on it.
1: They should get on it. Um my first idea of the show um has nothing to do with clothes and laundry, <laughs> but it has to do with
0: it doesn't.
1: It Weird. doesn't. Mine has to do with home ownership. Ah. So, a little over a year ago, my wife and I bought a house, and it when you buy a house unless, unless you're building it from scratch uh, or have any control over anything, you're pretty much stuck with what what whoever lived there before did to it. Uh, You know, there are certain things you can do, but cosmetically, there's, you know, nothing... You have to just accept the way that it is. So my house, although a lot of it is very attractive, there is something that I think plagues this entire world, and that is the chain-link fence. Ah. There, I mean... Talking budget-wise, very cost-efficient, which is why you see them everywhere. But they are ugly. They are no, not they're, pretty. They're not good-looking. But what if you could take this chain link fence and clip on something more attractive? You don't have I to like remove the hearing. whole thing. You don't have to have. You don't have to hire people to come and like put install like a new fence. I uh, maybe it could be made with like some engineered wood. So it's, it looks nice, but maybe still cost efficient. And it's just, uh, like kind of sets of planks of wood that, uh, you can clip to one another on either side of the fence and they just kind of go through and you, maybe it's the kind of situation where it's like one has a bolt on it and you just kind of, Screw on a nut on the other side To kind of lock it in Maybe it's something just as simple As a clip They just clip into each other But those things are ugly as sin I, The only thing that I can think of That's ever been developed To try to make them look a little bit better Are those like green vertical slats That you kind of weave through them That just block things out But they still look terrible mm-hmm. So yeah Clip on fences
0: so here's where my mind went when you were like, we should just clip things on them. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, yeah, like marbles so that you could have some sort of like stained glass, like beautiful, like colorful, okay, artistic. Right. And then you're like wood planks. And I was like, uh-huh, wood, wood planks. <laughs> I got it.
1: Yes, wood planks. Um, Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We marbles re- are also
0: not very big, so you'd have to clip on no.
1: Mar- a marbles, lot of them. Marbles are very small. Um, but do you
0: remember those little spoke jewels Oh yeah. that you would put on, on your bicycle bicycles? bicycle wheels?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes!
0: And when they would go around, they would make the sweetest little tinkle sounds, like, Because <laughs> um, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, oh, man, you would have to, like, clip on a lot. Of those little right, jewels. that would be
1: a huge task,
0: and an even harder task for whoever buys your house from you to unclip, to
1: take them off. off. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, we—I feel like fences are another thing where we just accept that this is the way that they are, and people are doing really neat things with fences, but. There's got to be something that we can do about all of these pre-existing chain link fences. And, I mean, maybe it is just a different way of jazzing them up just to make them look a little bit more hip. I don't know. Um, You
0: could put, like, flags on them or uh, unroll maybe vertical red carpet style.
1: I I wish that this was a video podcast so everybody could see (laughs) the, like, sign language that Louise is doing right now.
0: I'm indicating, indicating with my hands what it could be. (laughs)
1: So, wait, what's this red carpet type of
0: thing? Or, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think, or, like, a tennis court. Okay. Often we'll have like fencing on the side so that the tennis balls don't go all over the place, but uh-huh. I think that sometimes they're there for either privacy or shade so mm-hmm. that when the sun comes through, it's not beating right on you. It's like this filter, but mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, in, in terms of the vertical red carpet, I just thought, you know how you like set it down and you roll it out and you walk along it, like maybe you could hook it up to the side and then it just, like, unrolls.
1: So, yeah, so, like, a like a roll of wrapping paper or just something that can yeah. just go around. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It's kind of like a netting.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. So then you wouldn't have to, like, weave it through. It would be less right. work than that. Maybe you could just, like, tether the tops and the bottoms at certain points. So, But the wind would still be able to go through it. Um, Right, right. So it's not a sail going to pick up your fence and take it somewhere in the event of a twister or a... (laughs) Twister. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help myself sometimes.
1: (laughs) Um, If if any of you think of a better way to make (laughs) chain link fences a little bit more attractive... Right to Podcast at com, or you can call 304-804-IDEA. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this, because if we keep on talking about it, uh, I'm afraid of where the conversation will go, because <laughs> Louise is already starting to lose her damn mind.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Because then I think of the next thing, like, I had a dog growing up, and her nickname was Houdini. And mm. she had sort of a chain link enclosure, but it was also... There was a chain link across the top because oh. she had a tendency to get on top of her dog house and then jump out and over the top of it. Oh, man. Um, and this is like in Iowa where the enclosure was probably, you know, nine feet by 12 feet. This was not mm-hmm. like a tiny spot for a dog. This was a bigger than my apartment in New York City. Um,
1: <laughs> really nine by 12
0: I mean, I lived in an apartment that was 290 square feet.
1: Oh, yeah. I've been there, but I think it was a little bit bigger than that.
0: Bigger than 290 square feet? No,
1: no, no. Not the square feet, but 9 by 12, that's pretty... Oh, that's small? That's pretty small.
0: Okay. Well, it was bigger. I don't have any concept. I was like, <laughs> you know, 12 at the time. mm mm-hmm. um, No, it was probably bigger. You're right. Um I lived, like, near cornfields. Like, you open the mm-hmm. back porch, and that's what you were looking at. But, um... Such a stereotype. Anyway, we... Yeah, I know. We, we ended up having to give her a new doghouse, one of those igloo doghouses, oh, yeah. because we thought, there's no way she'll be able to get up on top of that. <laughs> Wrong. So, then we had to get the chain link to go over top so that she couldn't jump up and over. Well, then she just chewed through it.
1: Ooh, that's so then we got, some heavy chewing.
0: That's some heavy chewing. So then we got chicken wire and right. put that about four feet high all the way around, which really made the chain link ugly. And then she dug under it. So then we had to like put things. Anyway, um, thinking about the netting, the chic tennis court netting that could mm-hmm. glorify your chain link fence, If the fence is there to keep dogs in rather than, like, rabbits out, um, (laughs) (laughs) look, I don't know if you have a, like, if you're Mr. McGregor and you have some sort of, like, lavish garden, um, but wouldn't your dog maybe then, like, tear and thrash or chew at your beautiful netting? So other options are going to be necessary,
1: listeners. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I ooh, I just got a fun idea. So, my dog Daisy, she likes to check out all the squirrels in the trees kind of along the top of the fence and over on the other side, and she'll very often uh kind of not so much jump, but like perch herself mm-hmm. up and push with her front paws on the fence and wouldn't it be fun to just put trampoline material going all the way around? <laughs> yes!
0: It would be amazing!
1: Um, that would be torture, and I would never do that to poor Daisy.
0: Oh, no. I feel like she could really have a good time with that. Like, what if it wasn't, like, terrifying? What if it was like, and I'm going to do a run around the parameter, and then bop-bing!
1: bing She can, like, parkour all the way around the yes! backyard.
0: Yes! <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah.
1: Well, that's something to think about. Yeah. She See, could
0: be a YouTube sensation.
1: Oh, man. She should be already. She's quite the spirited little one.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so, yes, like I said, if you have great ideas that you'll never do, email us, call us. We absolutely want to hear from you. Um, Louise, what else do you got?
0: Here's what else I've got. I have been, as I said, riding the bike way more than usual these days. I am doing an advanced training regiment. Anyway, I am shoveling whatever I can into my mouth at whatever time I can because I am on a deficit. And okay. so I'm just like, pasta, candy, like, Anything I can get at any time, it doesn't matter. What I'm eating, and I am eating things I would never eat, like Snickers and oh my god, Sour Patch Kids, though I do eat those at the beach. So, you were time,
1: eating Swedish fish when we started this Skype.
0: That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that was my omega 3 fish oils, and um, no, it wasn't. Sure. It, It was just candy. But every time I go to open said snacks or any kind of food ever, my dog, Roland, prances over, sits, like, as well as he can and Mm -hmm. looks very interested and mooches. And I (laughs) thought, why isn't there a hybrid snacks for humans and their dogs? And you know how Sabra makes those to-go cups that's, Mm -hmm. like, hummus on the bottom and pretzels on the top? Why don't they have snacks for people and their dogs that are, go beyond, like, baby carrots? Because then, you know, right. your dog can just eat the baby carrot with you. So I came up with this really brilliant idea. And really, by the idea, I mean just the name. Okay. But it's called Canine and Mine Snack Packs. I love it. That's great. And it could be, like, biscuits on top and whatever we're going to eat on the bottom. That way when you like have the little like snack paper ripping and opening, it's something they can have too and you don't have to like make an extra trip to go get a treat.
1: I love it. I think that's great and it K-9 is giving and mine! It's giving our little men's best friends the uh, appreciation they deserve where it's like they just want to be part of the pack. They yeah. just want to do whatever whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, though. Because he's I mean, not going to
0: get a Swedish fish. Hate to break it to you, buddy.
1: Nope. Never. You just have to make sure that you're uh, opening from the correct side of the container for yourself.
0: Yeah, Otherwise, don't you may be in sleepy. for a surprise. That's right. Although, I'm pretty sure in the third grade, my class took a trip to Ralston Pur- uh, Purina, because that was a factory in the okay. town that I grew up in. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And somebody on the bus said, I will give you $5. To eat a piece of that cat food, and I was like five dollars done. <laughs> I was like, you know, not even challenging. Like, yeah, five bucks to a third grader—that's yeah, like a hundred dollars.
1: I know, basically, man. The things you can do with five bucks when you're only eight years <laughs> old.
0: Thirty years ago. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. Forget <laughs> about it's like these days. Now like you can't get anything.
0: No, you can maybe get a Snicker bar.
1: Yeah, so, man, I, I'm just having a hard time even envisioning you purchasing a Snickers bar.
0: Yeah, that's it's crazy. Not really, something I do.
1: So let's see. So what would the snack combos be? So would they be things that are already out there? So would it just be like a partnership between, like, for lack of a better example, Milk Bone and the Mars M&M Corporation
0: <laughs> Uh yeah, maybe because hmm I didn't even think of what the combos would be. I was just like, "Oh yeah, like those Sabra to go things with like mm-hmm. pretzels and hummus." Um or how you have the Fixins that go inside yogurt cups. Right? Sometimes there's yeah. like sprinkles or Just a whatever. separate
1: compartment. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I thought there could be, like, dried mangoes for me and mm. dehydrated sweet potatoes for him.
1: Can dogs Double not have back. mango?
0: Um, I don't know.
1: Because then you guys can both have that.
0: That's right. Uh, I know uh, raisins and grapes are bad.
1: That's true. Uh, So you reminded me of something super funny that happened a few weeks ago. Uh, I had prepared a wonderful little oatmeal breakfast for myself and my wife, Laura, and I had, like, a few different things that you can, like, put on top of it. Uh, hemp Hearts has been a new addition to the the collection, and that stuff is real good. And, uh, Shout I out had, to Hemp
0: Hearts! Yeah,
1: Manitoba <laughs> Harvest brand Hemp Hearts! oh, 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 oh. <laughs> So I um I also had a package of um uh, carob uh I think they're called nibble kibbles and I I had them cuz I went to a uh, kind of a, a trade show event thing for like um you know healthy food type stuff and I got you know a few packs of this stuff to bring home and I was like oh I'll put it out with like the oatmeal or whatever so Laura comes down and she's putting stuff on her her oatmeal and she puts a bunch of the carrot nibbles on there. And then I reach into the bag and I give one to Daisy and she just, Laura just stops and she goes, are those not for us? (laughs) She like (laughs) panics thinking that she put like dog food on her breakfast, but nope, they're for everybody.
0: They're for everybody.
1: Yeah. Cause I was going to
0: say, can Daisy have them?
1: Yeah. Ah. Yeah, it's just it's carob, you know. I have totally to totally safe
0: educate myself.
1: Yeah, I feel like anytime I have any food around Daisy, I'm always googling like, can dogs eat, <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> and usually the answer is like within reason. And I feel like
0: that's a lot of things for even humans.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Within we, reason.
1: We eat a lot of garbage. <laughs> We're a garbage society. Um,
0: true.
1: But yeah, so if you like eating carob, you can share that with your dog. Or you can have a little snack pack where half of it is little chocolate snacks and the other half is little carob snacks. we we'll be very careful.
0: <laughs> or just have, uh, if it's a yogurt cup. Mm-hmm. let's say you could put the carob chips in it and then you could nibble chips and then you could just share the nibble chip. I mean, I guess you can share the yogurt with your dog, but hmm. I like this though. I like, I like yeah. all the possibilities.
1: I just like the idea of being able to hang out with the dogs and snack with them. Yeah. This isn't a, it's either you or me situation with the treats. Right. It's in all of us.
0: It's an all of us thing. Or sometimes I feel like, gee, should I be giving my dog this food right now, whether it's a blueberry or a carrot or cuz I'm generally sitting at the table or like uh-huh. standing over the sink if I just like don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> and then the dog comes over and you don't want to really reward that kind of behavior, but at the same time, you don't want to eat alone.
1: Well, I wonder <laughs> if it's the kind of thing where You know, these special cups, uh, the canine canine and mine.
0: Canine and mine snack packs.
1: (laughs) So the canine and and mine snack packs, maybe if they had some sort of unique sound that was like attached to it so that your dog knows "Uh, this is for me also.
0: Yeah. Then,
1: uh, you know, they'll be less inclined to bother you with the other stuff. And more inclined when they hear the canine and and mine chime.
0: Oh, I like it. I like it. I like (laughs) where this is going. Yes, a chime.
1: Uh, Yeah, just like a particular kind of bell that's attached to it.
0: An imperfect Um, rhyme.
1: Ooh, loving it all the time. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool. I like it.
0: Or um, I used to have this like, um, I think it was actually for golf tees. But it was a zipper pouch that clipped onto my pants. And when I was teaching my dog how to be good Uh when he was quite young, I always had to carry around like really smelly, high value treats
1: because
0: you want your dog to listen when you want them to listen. So you have to have like the highest value treats with you. But this could be like you're going for a walk, you're doing your thing. You're getting a little tired and instead of having like the weird golf tee repurposed zipper bag, Mm -hmm. you got canine in mind pack. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I wonder what the psychology is behind when you and a dog share a snack or have a snack time together. I wonder what that does in their little dumb
0: brains. I think it strengthens the bond.
1: I would hope so.
0: I bet it does. We'll have to I do keep a little like experiment. Over. Yeah. <laughs> I like it.
1: Um, I'm trying to, th- let me see if I have any ideas in my roster that are also dog themed. We're oh. going to have,
0: just listeners, buckle up because I'm pretty sure we're always going to have a dog idea. I mean, that's
1: definitely probable. Um,. I have something, it's actually the first item on my list, and this is something that you and I talked about when you were out here in Portland, Uh, and I have it written down, but I can't remember everything about it, but it's called Pet Pals. And I believe it's a pen pal type of situation. Is it between animals? Is it like...
0: I I recall this vaguely, I think (laughs) it it serves the purpose, possibly either pet to pet or, like, pet to human, Mm -hmm. because I know that when I send my mother a birthday card, it will say, love Louise and Roland. Of course. Because that's the kind of gal I am, of course, and... Sometimes my mom will send a card just to Roland. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So I know after having spoken with Roland that he might want to have correspondence with Daisy. Yeah. After their failed attempt at meeting because Roland became a bad flyer. (laughs) <laughs> he he could not come to portland and we had we had anticipated this visit and worked it up you know for us cuz he doesn't really know he's a dumb dog as we said before uh-huh <laughs> but how cute would that be yeah like a service
1: yeah so did you see the movie her with joaquin phoenix so the company he works for it makes you know personalized kind of greeting cards and he writes the messages in them based on all these things that he knows about these people from what they send yeah what if it's that kind of service but it's only for pets and it's i mean or maybe this is just part of that company because that seems like a very niche thing for one company to do um yeah, yeah, maybe it's just like they learn everything they need to know about the different animals and the you know, the lifestyles and where they are and who they hang out with and what they do every day and then you get a letter in the mail to the dog from the other dog. Mhm. Hmm. And it's obviously just for the entertainment of the humans.
0: For sure. But Unless like- I also feel like there could be a different way that we could come at this. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't mean to make sweeping generalizations, but here we go.
1: There's, like, <laughs> some,
0: you know, dumb, dumb, dumb dude. We'll call him Frat Boy Evan. And he's, like, knows his mom got a new dog. And he's, like, bro, I don't give a shit about my mom's dog, but, like, I love my mom. Why don't we, you know, just... Submit to pet pals and like I could write a letter to my mom's dog. Cool.
1: Right. All there of you a go. sudden,
0: best son in the world scoring I'm major f- mom points. I'm thinking
1: that this would be a fantastic uh option that the BarkBox Company could go with. Yes. If you're listening, BarkBox, sponsor the show, first of all. But also Jump on this.
0: Jump on this.
1: Jump on this. Um, Jump on this actually makes me think of another idea that I had. (laughs) 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 That I had this morning. Get Um, me
0: with it. Oh, I'm so excited. So
1: (laughs) jump on this makes me think of jump on it, of course. And uh, when Laura and I were in the car this morning, we wanted to listen to jock jams. You all know what jock jams are. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. So, jock jams were this thing that just kind of came out of nowhere. And before jock jams at sporting events, do, 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 you know, like there's mm-hmm. nothing like a jock jam. And then Jock jams. Or it was jams, like,
0: "Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks." Like know, very sing-songy.
1: Sure, classics.
0: Classics. But then,
1: but then Jock jams just kind of like showed up, went, Whoop, there it is," and then yes. just left. Yes. And then there hasn't been anything else like it since. And it was just, and they're still being used today. So, I think that Jock jams deserve a documentary. And this needs to be done while everyone is still alive. I'm not going to do it. Someone else should do it.
0: You know who should do it? Who should do it? 20 for 20.
1: Oh, 30 for 30?
0: Whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what that's what Laura was saying this morning. Um, but yes. Uh they absolutely should. It would be great. It's there are these these songs that just kind of like exist only for one purpose and that's to get people pumped up yes they did a great job at it um so you also said something earlier that i feel like i need to just talk about just because i'm not gonna be able to stop thinking about it but okay example that you gave for the guy with the bad relationship with his mom was (laughs) frat bro evan I'm not worried about (laughs) the repercussions of this, because if he is listening, that only means that uh, we're popular. And I'm doubting that that's the case at the moment (laughs) or ever. But uh, this is based on a real person that we know. And this is the guy who told me about 9-11.
0: Oh, I know. That's not where I thought you were going to go with this.
1: (laughs) All right. Oh
0: no! All
1: right, everybody. It's September 11th, 2001. I'm walking to to college class. Who do I see? Frat bro Evan, and he's like, "Bro."
0: Oh my God.
1: A plane just flew (laughs) into the twin
0: towers. Oh my God.
1: I know, and it was like the last person I would want to tell me about like the biggest tragedy to happen to this country ever.
0: Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Um, yeah, I don't, there's no ideas on this, but I just needed to talk about that. I don't know if I ever told you about
0: that. Okay. So you did not tell me about that. <laughs> A, B, I feel like I have been in frat boy, Evan, frat guy, Evan, frat bro, Evan. Bro. I think I've been in his physical presence twice. Really? Once with your parents? Uh-huh. And like maybe once in the commons. Okay. And it was like, hey, there's that guy. Um I did not mean to stir this up. <laughs> 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 um And and like I said, I did not mean to make a sweeping journalization, I just thought who could possibly want to score points but not do any work?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just looking on uh, on Facebook to see if I can find him. I don't know if this is him. Could be him. Lives in New York. Mm, no. Went to Hofstra. I don't know. I don't know what this guy's up to, but I imagine he's on Facebook. I just don't know if I'll be able to find him. Maybe anyway. we should
0: email him this episode specifically. Well, w- wherever right. you are, you've impacted us.
1: This is true. I'm not. We're not going to shout out your real
0: name.
1: Y'all ready for for Evan? Evan? So, I feel like we also need to talk a little bit more about. So, this is episode four of the podcast. I feel like we also need to devote a few, even just seconds of each episode, to call out to a friend of ours from our freshman year of college who has vanished from this planet. And we need to find him.
0: We need to find him.
1: Dan Tain. If, you are if you're out listening, there, if, if you know Dan, Dan Tain. Tain we went to the University of Hartford for maybe one year
0: I think one
1: and then vanished into thin air. We need you.
0: We miss you, buddy. We miss you. We made up a toga party. We did. We shaved your head once.
1: Did we do that?
0: <laughs> Wait, whose head was it what? <laughs>
1: This is a long time ago.
0: I'm pretty sure we did.
1: Maybe. Well, anyway, (laughs) Dantane, if you're out there, I really hope you are. Uh, Call in 304-804-IDEA and tell us your idea for getting to hang out with us again, (laughs) because it's been 15 years.
0: It'll be the greatest. Um, Let's get the gang back together.
1: We absolutely need to. Um, that would be, that would be great. Yeah, Louise and I went to the same school for one year, two semesters, and, uh, then I left, and I don't know anything about what happened there after I left. But anyway, um, enough about us, more about you, everybody, email us, greatideapodcast at gmail.com, call us, leave us your ideas, 304-804-IDEA, and, Get us some, get some jock jams going. Maybe we need to write some new jock jams. Ooh. Who would do that kind of thing? Who do we have in this world that's like, you know, they can't be too big because th- then I don't know, it wouldn't feel right. I feel like tag team, the whoop there it is, uh, artists, you know, they, they came in. Did they also do Tootsie Roll? They may have done Tootsie Roll.
0: This is stuff I don't know.
1: Really? Tootsie Roll? Let me I see know the if...
0: song. I don't know who wrote it, though.
1: I'm going to look this up because we need to know. Um,
0: or it would be cool if someone who started in the music world, mm-hmm. who then ventured into an acting world, Oh, boy, was Tootsie Roll by a band out? called
1: 69 Boys? With a Z? What? Hold on a second. All right, well, I guess Tootsie Rolls by a group called 69 Boys. I did not know that when I was in junior high.
0: Oh, there's a lot of things that I didn't know in junior high. Recently, in class, I played a song from my youth that I was like, oh, yeah, taking it back, middle school dance, and then actually listened to the lyrics and was like, uh-huh. oh, I missed all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Every single bit of that I didn't get According
1: to Apple Music It appears as if Tag Team has only had Woomp There It Is
0: But there's also been
1: All right. Anyway, you were saying.
0: I forgot now. <laughs> I forgot now. I was living in that moment.
1: All right. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, idea wise, before we uh, wrap things
0: up? Hmm. I'm I'm standing on the edge. I'm standing on the edge of an idea, and I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting. One You're more waiting. episode to see if a caller calls in.
1: Okay. All right.
0: This is a plea. To call in specific someone you know who you are, because otherwise... Oh, boy. I'm going to take that idea for my own. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And nobody Um, knows.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, in that case, you can all find us on social media. I think I posted one tweet (laughs) from the great idea pod, uh, Twitter account. We're also a great idea pod on Instagram. We don't know yet, uh, how we're going to use such a thing, but we'll figure it out. Um, we should probably also set up a Facebook page. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like something we would do. Okay. Um, so yeah, I find us there. Uh, if you want to find me personally, I'm at crayon on Twitter and at John D Richardson on Instagram.
0: I am Spin Pixie on all the platforms.
1: All of them platforms. Um, yeah, and you can, of course, write to us, greatideapodcast at gmail.com. Call 304-804-IDEA. Leave a voicemail. We're going to play it on the show, and we're going to talk about it. We'll spitball a little bit. Or if your idea is perfect, we just leave that untouched.
0: We'll just slow clap it. Slow yeah. clap it out.
1: They really did it. They really did it. They did it. And we're going to hoist your voicemail on our shoulders and chant your name. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Louise, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with me once again. John, thanks for hanging out with me. Hooray. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Goodbye. Bye. I don't
0: see it happening.